0: You're listening to the all-new KBLU radio network. That's the Blue Ray Network. the high desert southwest out here in the rockies you're listening to the all-new kblu radio network blue raven network thank you for listening often duplicated never replicated
1: you're listening to the all-new
0: kblu radio
1: network blue raven network
0: People say peace is on the way, but the worst is still to come. Cause the prophets wrote about it and Jesus spoke about it and John got to take a look. And he told us what he saw and it's easy to see. It's going by the book. It's going by. cities and the missiles stand ready for flight A pale horse rides like the wind across the night And that rumbling in the desert like
2: thunder getting closer
0: Are the trumpets getting ready to blow There's gonna be a shout that will wake the dead We better be ready to go Cause the prophets wrote about it And Jesus spoke about it And John got to take a look And he told us what he saw And it's easy to see It's going by the book It's going by the book
3: Be an emperor. That's not my business.
1: In this world there's
4: room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful. But we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls. Soul has barricaded the world with hate. We think too much and feel too little. We think too much and feel too little. More machinery, we need humanity. Unless we need kindness, about these qualities life will be violent, and all will be, lost. all will be lost. Do not despair, the hate of men will pass, and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people, will return to the people, let us
1: Hi, right, folks. Welcome to the first ever edition of the Corporation Nation Radio. I'm Clint Richardson. I'm going to be your host uh, Monday through Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific time. And I'm very happy to be here. We, we have a lot to talk about. We have so much, so much information to cover in such a, what it feels like, a short amount of time because who knows how long this avenue that we have right now is going to be available to us we are being inundated we're being thrown into what's called the social media this this artificial world of computers and internet and it's a very 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 dangerous place to be thrown into it's addicting it makes us feel like we're doing something in the real world, when in fact we are only in, well, what you might call the matrix, this artificial structure that's been created for us, all of us quote-unquote patriots out there who want to do something and feel like signing an online petition or sending a digital email to their congressman has any effect whatsoever in the real world. And what I'm here to do with this radio show is to try and talk some sense into the population because we are stuck again in an artificial construct which is exactly exactly where these people want us to be because as long as we're here in this artificial place then we're not doing anything in the real world this is so So important. So the focus of this show, above all else, is always going to be natural law, natural rights, nature itself, and living under that law. See, we have a problem with this concept. We have a huge problem, in fact, because we have assigned ourselves over as chattel as collateral, and we've done so voluntarily by becoming what is referred to as an artificial person. We have literally become, to the court and to the government, a commodity in trust. We are a living, sentient being that is attached as a surety to an artificial construct. And that is how we interact with government. An interesting story that just came out where a man from Ohio who had disappeared for a while came back and uh, well he wanted to he wanted to uh, reclaim his life, uh, that is his civil life because he was declared civilly dead. You see and that's how you know about this artificial person thing. It's because simply because you can be declared civilly dead while still being perfectly alive. And well, that's the interesting part about law, is that it only deals, or I should say legal code of government, is that it only deals with artificial constructs. In other words, the court really can only manage the affairs of your artificial person, your corporation, if you will. Thus, the title of this show, For We All Live in a Corporation Nation. Let's take that a step further and talk about the subject of the day, which is, of course, the so-called government shutdown. I find this to be such a humorous thing because, of course, when we break down what that word actually means, what that phrase actually means, well, we know what a shutdown is, but we might not think about what the word government actually means. And it turns out that when we uh, search for the etymology of that word, it comes from uh, quite an old word, or two words, in fact. One of those, uh, ment, is actually the Latin word for mentis, which is mind. And the word govern, coming from, uh, forgive my pronunciation, gubernare, which means control. And it's interesting when you think about it, and kind of ironic, that what we really have, then, is a mind control shutdown. When we consider the etymology of the word government And, you know, I, I think it's a, a safe assumption to say That the purpose of government is obviously to control But when we add the word mind to the word govern Well, we take on a, a whole new meaning for 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 what's really happening Now, now, in case you didn't notice As far as the so-called government shutdown um, You know, not much actually shut down what was really ironic is that our, our people here in the state parks in Utah, if you haven't heard, our our state decided to pay uh, some amount of millions to keep our state parks open, or excuse me, our national parks. What was really ironic about that is that the, the people that were working at the state parks or the national parks here, Zion and Bryce and all that, some of the most popular par- parks in America, by the way, Um, We're we're actually still working Uh, The rangers were still working And they were still on the payroll But instead of actually working in the park They were working the gate Of the park To keep people out And I thought well wait a minute If we can pay them to, to act as security guards To not let people on The supposedly free land Of America Why is it that they're not just working their normal Jobs so I mean, it actually means the government is still paying these people. Uh, So I'm a little bit confused myself about what this means. But if you ask me, of course, and I'm certainly not the right person to ask, uh, I I, I threw up my arms in, in celebration when I heard about the mind control shutdown. The mind control shutdown. Did you hear, you know, some of the side effects are that the NSA can't, can't afford apparently, or doesn't have the appropriations to um, to spy on us as 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 much. Uh, so so I was really sorry to hear about that, especially considering that the uh, <laughs> that the NSA uh, new NSA center spy center is practically in my backyard. I live here in Utah, uh, in the irradiated mountains thereof, next to uh, Dugway Proving Grounds, what they call Area Fifty Two if you will. So, again, you know, how, how can we talk about a government shutdown? Unless we acknowledge actually what the government is, which is a corporation. See, a government wouldn't need to shut down. Government, A government, <laughs> a government uh, we still think of government in the, in the form of an organic thing, uh, that's going to be there no matter what happens but the fact is that October 1st is the first day of the new fiscal year for the corporation called United States and we can verify that by simply looking at the comprehensive annual financial report of government, a subject that we'll be talking a lot about because that's where we find all of the hidden money and everything else so a government shutdown, what, what, what is it about that term that scares everybody? I guess that's the real question, because, you know, uh, probably 90% of the topics that are covered on this network and other networks, even the mainstream networks, all stem from problems with the central government. How is it possible that we are so concerned about this? Very interesting quandary. We'll be right back these messages.
0: The mission was successfully completed. Reality.
1: Folks, welcome back to the Corporation Nation radio program. A little Pink Floyd for you there. Uh, so we, by the way, we'll take some calls in a the, in the second. hour. It's just me, uh, me going solo today, getting my hands a little dirty in the hosting chair. I've been uh, a guest on this network quite a bit with uh, one of my favorite ladies in the world, Miss Diana Spingola. And a special thanks to John Statmiller for uh, having the confidence and um, taking the risk of putting a guy like me on the radio today. Uh, Because we're going to be talking about things that are uncomfortable. We're going to be challenging dogma. We're going to be challenging belief. We're going to be waking up, if you will, from a slumber that we've had for a very long time and that slumber is simply based on the fact that we do not know the language just like any slave in history who could not read or write we commodities we slaves we we people out here who the government states are in servitude are subjects to it we do not know the language that enslaves us we do not understand that every word we use has a duality and that duality is the most important thing that you can possibly know because when you're dealing with government you know if you don't know the meaning of the words that you are using to government then to government your words will have absolutely no meaning no authority No power, no nothing. In fact, your words are the one thing, the one action that gets you in trouble constantly, every single time you try to interact with government, because it is your words that government pays attention to. It is nothing else. It is not your emotion, because government is a legal entity. It is fictional. It has no emotion. Its language is heartless. It has no feelings. It has no love. And it has no hate. It simply is. That is what we are dealing with. And when you're dealing with such an entity that takes on such an artificial nature, you need to be able to put yourself into that forum. And you can't do that if you let your emotions take over And so this is going to be the focus of a lot of what we talk about on this radio program is the natural law and how that compares to the positive law, the statutory laws, all the artificial things that men create to defeat nature. And hopefully we'll learn how to navigate that system. My goal, however is to take you along with my personal journey, which is actually to give up all of that. I uh, have the intention, as we go along, uh, basically to completely extract myself from the system. I will never again be considered an artificial person. I will never be contracted in a voluntary state of servitude to government. And that is my goal. And as I go along with that, uh, that task, uh, which will be a very difficult one, I will uh, certainly keep everyone up to date with that. But you see, what I figured out is a very, very important concept. Again, that concept is death. How could I have ever... Thought that there were two kinds of death Let me just give you an example of the man I was talking about earlier This reads you from this uh, article It was actually on the mainstream news It says um, an Ohio, an Ohio man stood before a judge Trying to prove that he was alive Yes, you heard that right The judge simply said You are still de- deceased as far as the law is concerned Wow. Can you imagine being told that you're dead as you're standing up in front of the judge? Now, this is very important. This is very much the whole construct of what an artificial person is. Once in Ohio, once you've been declared dead, and this is not, has nothing to do with whether you're alive or not, it simply has to do about whether you're a citizen or not, whether you're paying contracts. Whether you're collecting social security Whether you're paying taxes If suddenly you disappear off the map Let's say you go and you Spend four years in the Philippines With no contact whatsoever And someone reports that you're missing And you're not paying your taxes In Ohio There's a three year limit For overturning death (laughs) Of course it's talking about civil death We're not talking about a living man here. We're talking about his artificial person. Now, I'm going to use the word straw man because that's my favorite description. Straw man is a very deceiving word, though. If I had my choice, I would, I would prefer that straw man was a paper man because the paper is what makes the man, or excuse me, the paper is what makes the person. The flesh and blood and the soul is what makes a man but the artificial person is a paper man it is, an, it is simply a, a bunch of contracts and obligations not duties because a duty is a natural thing that a man has to another man an obligation is what takes over a duty through the artificial construct of law of man's law if you will so donald eugene miller was trying to get back his Social Security number and driver's license. Uh, But, again, in Ohio, there's a three-year limit for overturning death. So here's a living man in front of a judge, and that judge will not recognize the living man because the judge cannot recognize the living man. The government can only deal with artificial persons. So this man had no standing in court because he wasn't artificial. He lost that privilege granted by government of personhood. The 3-year quote, excuse me, the 3-year limitation is to have finality. This guy's ex-wife shouldn't have to live the rest of her days wondering if he'll turn up and she'll have a have to repay social security. Heirs shouldn't have to spend their entire lives wondering if Uncle Thurston will ever return from the cruise. He's now sixty-one, this guy, and he was he he was missing for nearly twenty years. He was officially declared dead in nineteen ninety four, eight years after he disappeared from his home. Okay. The declaration of death, once again, is a simple death it is the death of a citizen okay a citizen is not a man a citizen is an artificial piece of paper that involves a social security number and contract a driver's license and all of that which is all the stuff he was trying to get back now why am i telling you this what what relevance does this have it's so important that i can't stress how important this particular case is to what it means to be a human i cannot stress this enough if you are alive then you are not artificial
5: media will be back schools, media, money, and meds, we control every aspect of your life through ideological hegemony but if you think you need guns to stop tyranny then what you waiting for we've already stripped you of your liberty privacy civil rights and dignity you want some more Or you
4: will miss all that heavenly glory. Empty your mind. Be formless. Shapeless. Like water. Like water. Like water. Like water. Water can flow. Void can crash. Be water, my friend.
1: All right, folks, welcome back. For the Mission Radio Show. First day, in fact. The Maiden Voyage. Very, very happy to be here. Uh, it, it, let me go a little further here and, and talk about <laughs> poor Mister Miller. I mean, I, you know, I find this this is just so important. I, I can't tell you how important it is to understand what's happening here. See, Miller, again, sixty-one year old guy declared dead in nineteen ninety-four. He came back home. He says he worked odd jobs. Uh, Finally returned home in 2005, thinking that he could reconnect with his family. All right, now let me give you the reason why he left in the first place. Of course, he was a citizen, which means he's subject to law. Uh, I should say the legal code, statutes, and all of that. Of course, he went through a divorce. A divorce is a very profitable business. It is promoted by government. Uh, of course, government is the Bar Association as well. Uh, Bar Association being part of the executive branch of government. We're all fooled into thinking there is a judicial or third branch of government, but in fact, the judicial in entirety was basically created in the Act of uh, 1790, which was a congressional act, uh, in other words, statute. Well, that means that the court itself is a statutory court. If you look at the Department of Justice... You will see just about every aspect of uh, the judicial supposed branch is actually under the executive branch. So what this dude went through he says I'm just gonna read directly from it. it says Miller said in court he left to avoid paying the twenty six thousand he owed in child support on his two kids. He lost his job and reportedly reportedly did not know what to do. He says quote "My paycheck was being taking my paycheck was being taken away from me, and I had nothing left. It kind of went further than I ever expected it to. I just kind of took off and ended up in different places. Now, the average uh, person out there would say, "Oh well, he was a criminal. he, he was doing something bad. He, he wasn't paying his child support and da 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 da." Of course, that is what we are trained to think. We're automatically trained to think that he's automatically a bad guy because he wasn't paying alimony or child support. We don't ever stop and consider what would happen to us if we lost our job, didn't have the money to pay, and yet government was still coming after us, draining any little bit of money we had. He reportedly worked odd jobs until he finally returned home in 2005. That's when he learned of his own death. Can you imagine coming home and learning that you're dead? I mean, really? It goes on to say, right now it doesn't look like uh, Miller will be brought back from the dead. Legally, anyway. But his ex-wife, Robin Miller, opposes his request. Although she didn't testify in court, she says she can't afford to pay back the Social Security benefits. Think about this, folks. If you're on the side of the wife, the ex-wife, and you're saying this guy's such a bad guy because he didn't pay child support. The guy was ruined, like literally. The guy was destitute, had nothing for himself, and what well, the the bills are piling up and so he just decides to get the heck out of dodge and here's a woman who doesn't want her husband to even come back from his civil death probably not back from his 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 real one either and she doesn't want him to have any status or benefit Because it would mean she now is going to be in debt to government because she has to pay back all the Social Security that she claimed on his behalf. Because she thought he was dead. She hoped he was dead. And you know what? She went out of her way to take advantage of the fact that she was dead. (sighs) The judge said in over 40 years I've never come across a case like this in the end though because of the statute because it's statutory law and judges no longer consider what is right or wrong they only do what the law says it was pretty it was a pretty open and shut case that's from CNN by the way so what's funny is here you have a case of a free man perhaps one of the only truly free men in america why do i say that because here's a man who lost all of the supposed benefits of citizenship he's not a citizen anymore but you know what he is he is naturally born in america See, it's very important to distinguish between these two things because america is america America is the land. America is the people. America is everything that you can see and touch and feel. It is the 50 states who've combined in a confederation to protect one another. But then along comes a spider. Along comes the United States, a corporation outside of America, in a corporate judicial district, which are actually what states are, according to the federal government. And it spins its web, and it covers America, the land, the things, with its artificial jurisdiction. So here's a man who's actually, uh, by the grace of God, become a free man, a natural man on the land. He has no idea what this means. I would pay... Everything I have to switch places with this man. This man is free. See, we don't know what free means in this country. We even call the country a free country, an oxymoron, if ever there was one worse than the term sovereign citizen, a total uh, ridiculous oxymoron. One that is promoted, of course, to, to demonize people like me who laugh uh, <laughs> continuously at the terms they come up with to describe someone who just wants to be free and govern themselves and do no harm and, and just be a, 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 a good person. Follow the rules of nature. The axioms of law. It's, 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 it's so easy. Really. I mean, all it takes is doing no harm to others. You'll never have a problem. But that's not the world we live in, because we're citizens. We are subjects to the law. And because of that, we give up our natural rights. We take them for granted, we push them aside, and we accept citizenship. So I want to go over some words today, and we're going to do this on a regular basis, because we really have to distinguish between what (laughs) is right is natural, what is right, and what is wrong. The first thing to understand, I think, is what a positive law and a negative law is. It's a a very strange concept. There's, There's certain words that seem like they're the same, but remember, every word in the legal language has a duality. Everything that you say has a semantic quality to it that must be understood. If you're using a word that you don't know the meaning of in the legal language, you are going to jail. You are going to be subject to a master the rest of your life. Some of these words we've already discussed. Are you a man or are you a person? Person is a legal term. Well, actually, tactically, they're both legal terms. But a man refers to the natural man. A person only refers to the artificial construct, the straw man or paper man. Okay, that's it. We have the words free. And we have the word freedom. Now, this is a tricky one. Took me. This is probably one of the the, the greatest things that ever happened to me, was realizing the difference between these two words. Because, again, Mr... Uh, Mr. Douglas, I believe it was. He is now a free man, whereas before he was a person with freedom. He was a citizen. He was political, not natural. He had entitlements, not natural liberty. Okay, you see the difference between these words. One is God-given or of nature. One is man-made or government-granted. So what does that make freedom? Well, try a government-granted privilege. We'll be right back.
0: The mission was successfully completed reality.
1: All right, folks, welcome back, and you're on the Corporation Nation here at good old RBN. So glad you could join us today for my first show. Pretty excited about this. Uh, worked very hard to get here. I want to tell you a little bit about myself before we continue, and there's really not much to tell. Um, you know, I'm a, let's see, I'm a, a cancer survivor. I had cancer when I was 17, pretty much set the course of my life, thinking that I was uh, in a limited scheme and probably not as immortal as I thought, really kind of made me put my head down and start uh, traveling and seeing the world, and I did so. Unfortunately, that meant I was a college dropout, because I just couldn't handle the stress of having such a heavy thing over me. I ended up uh, working for the airlines, traveling all over the place. Ended up in New York City. Uh, was there for the the events of 9-11. Watched the towers fall from my roof. Uh, an experience I shall never forget and still have a bit of uh, true, real post-traumatic stress. Not the kind that people in, uh, say, Iowa might have, but the actual uh, smell, sound, and feeling of watching those... Powers' fall was uh, quite an experience, and again a life-changing experience. Nothing about it made sense. Nothing about it still makes sense. And maybe one of these days we'll talk about that in more detail. I got some information about that you probably haven't heard before. From there, I moved to Hollywood, became a went to school, uh, just a trade school, became a sound engineer, and then got into sound. Editing and sound design. And as soon as I found out that Hollywood was such a horrible place, full of Zionist propaganda, talking to, uh, <laughs> talking to script writers and authors who have to change their scripts to fulfill the needs of Hollywood to promote the military and to promote the uh, love of our government, that sort of thing. I decided that I didn't want to be part of that propaganda anymore. And, uh, quit. Working on some great projects, one of the top sound companies, and there it goes. My six-figure salary was about to happen, and, uh, uh no more. So here I am. I became a full-time activist, got involved with We Are Change for a while, and did a lot of guerrilla surprise Interviews, if you will Asking the tough questions that no one else will And then I started writing, putting myself out there And to be honest, folks Again, I have, no, uh, I have no letters or pedigrees behind my name I can't tell you that I went to a college Or some prestigious school Of which I don't believe there are any at this point Especially after I found out what schools really were when they were started And we'll talk about that sometime too But, uh, you know, I don't have a BS, for instance And I think everybody out there knows what the word BS actually means I I don't have a PhD, uh, which to me stands for Piled High Well, you get the picture I don't have any of that. So if that's what you're looking for, you're probably in the right place. You're not going to hear me interview any celebrities, unless they're celebrities that have fallen out and now are against what made them celebrities. Maybe it's got a chance. You're not going to hear any of that on this show. So if that's what you're looking for, there's all kinds of shock jocks and and people out there that can. Uh, that can fulfill that little fantasy of yours. But if you if you want to actually get down and become human again, if you want to learn how to do some real things in an artificial world, then you're at the right place. Okay, I'm not going to talk to you like your commodities. Yes, I realize that this is a uh, this is a commercial station. It does have advertising, and I I, I certainly you know would would. Hope that you'll support the advertisers, because without those advertisers, I wouldn't be here. Okay, but I'm not here to sell you anything. I don't have any products. I don't have any books. All my writings are free, and I consider them all public domain. You don't have to ask permission anytime you want to reproduce them. You can even put them in your book. I don't care. You can make a documentary out of anything I write. All my movies are free. They can be seen on thecorporationnation.com. Okay, I am not here to sell you anything. Okay, That's for other people to do. I am here to talk to you as men. When I say the word men, by the way, one of the hardest concepts people have to, have to grasp is that women out there, your title of woman is actually a legal status. Long ago when they created the title of woman, it was to... Elevates you to the similar legal status of personhood. What white landowners uh, possessed, basically. So I'm not going to, to do you the disservice of calling you women. I might slip every once in a while and, and say the words because it's our, it's our language. But you see, the word woman is one of those uh, dualistic words. The word woman is a legal status. It means that you've given up your natural rights and you've accepted false equality. Equality is one of those words I really want to talk about. Because it is a false paradigm. It is a political, uh, well, if you will, it's a privilege. Just like freedom is a privilege granted by government. The difference, again, between the word free and the word freedom is very simple. Mr. Uh, Marshall, I believe his name was, is actually a free man. He has no artificiality to control him. He can tell the police. He can just give them a finger. Basically, he they, the TSA can't search him because he's not a citizen. He he doesn't proclaim the right to be a tra- uh, a passenger. He is simply a traveler. A traveler is the natural man. A passenger is a artificial person in commerce. These are all terms we'll explore, of course, a lot as we go on. But, you see, what's happened to this man is he's he's gone from being positive to negative. And see, the problem with a court is that they, a court can't prove a negative. That's, the, that's why they have to have an artificiality, something that is legal, something that they can prove, because prove is a a legal term. See, a man, again, a man can't stand in court because a man is not artificial. He must have that surety, that artificial person. That is what the court charges. And as a surety, or if you will, almost a collateral, a trust for that artificial person, you might go to jail. You might go to a private prison and you might work for uh, pennies on the dollar And uh, repay your your artificial sins in that way <laughs> So, let's talk about equality And by the way, we'll take some phone calls in the, in the second hour here I know you guys don't want to listen to me talk all two hours So... It's, it's very interesting because what, what has happened in this country is, or I should say in this nation, is that we, again, have given up our natural rights in lieu of political rights or positive rights. So we've gone from being negative to positive. Now, anybody who knows anything about the flow of electricity knows that you, you have to really limit the negative flow of energy because the negative flow of energy is so powerful. It is powerful beyond means. And you have to control that. You have to put a capacitor on it. You have to you have to keep it from coming forward so that you can harness just that little bit of energy called positive. The positive takes control of the negative. The negative is pushed aside. And that's exactly what the United States has done to us men out here. It's very sad. All right, folks, we're going to be back...
4: Mr. Bruce, men who despise you, enslave you. eight of men will pass and dictators die and dictators die. and the power they took from the people will
1: return to the people will return to the people let us all unite Alright folks, welcome back you're on the Corporation Nation radio program <laughs> it still kind of gives me a kick to say that actually I made the Corporation Nation movie gosh, I think in 2010 that long ago it's amazing Uh, So, I've got a a, a guest for you today. We're just going to make a quick announcement about what's going on uh, down in Texas down there. Uh, But before we do, I just wanted to finish this thought, because this is so important to distinguish between the word equity and the word equality. Seemingly, they are the same thing. But remember... In law, everything has a dualistic meaning. And in the legal language, words like equality have been torn apart and molested and just completely defiled. And then they're put back together by a bunch of attorneys. The government is about 70 or so percent attorneys, by the way, including your president, which, if we think about it, uh, isn't that kind of a conflict of interest to have a president who is a bar attorney? I don't know. You tell me. So, what is the difference between equitable and equity? And it's funny because if you have equity, it's a very, very simple, simple definition. It's more simple than you could ever imagine. And this is why the natural law is so important to understand. So, what is equitable? The word equitable simply means that which is in conformity to natural law. Nothing else. So if we had a system of law that protected natural rights instead of take them away, then we would be in an equitable situation with our government. And really, we'd have no grievances. But that's not what we have. We have a contractual relationship with government. And under the contract... We go away from the negative, which is the natural. And when I say the word negative, I mean that means it's very hard to prove a negative. But I have the right to not be harmed, to not have my property taken, to not be extorted from, to not any of that. That is my natural right. That is a negative right. If government were to be protecting those rights, it would be wonderful. But that's not what government or the Constitution does. Instead, it creates civil law, or what we call the worst drag of society, which is equality. Because, again, when I say that, don't get offended, because I'm not talking about conversational equality. I'm not talking about what we consider each other. Okay? And as a woman... This doesn't give you equity, it gives you political equality. It puts you at the same legal status as a man. And see, the problem with that is that it's not real. It's false equality. It is artificial for artificial persons. So let's read this horribly long and detailed uh, definition of the word equality. Now it seems like it would be simple, like the word equitable. But it's not, because it's not a natural word. It's not in the natural realm, where it's simple, do no harm to others or their property. But we're talking about political equality, which is a privilege granted by government, just like freedom. Equality means possessing the same rights and being liable to the same duties. I think we all know what a duty is. And when we're talking about this kind of duty, we're not talking about the natural realm. We're not talking about the Ten Commandments. We're not talking about what Jesus said. We're talking about what men in government say. What is your duty? Well, according to Section uh, 1981 of Title 42, it is your duty to be put in pain. It is your right, in fact, under the statement of equal rights. It is your right, specifically, to be put in pain, punished taxed, licensed, in other words, you need a license, and exactions. Now, when we say the word exactions, that literally translates to the word extortion. So it is your right, under the equal rights of the United States, everybody has the right, in other words, to be subject to like punishment, pains, penalties, taxes, license, and exactions or extortion of every kind, as long as it's coming from government. Now government will protect you if someone else tries to extort from you. But for government, you see, it's a it's a it's a it's a privilege. You should be honored that you can be extorted from. And if you don't believe me, you're more than welcome to go to Title forty two US Code, Section nineteen eighty one, and read what is called equal rights under the law. And that is what we're talking about when we're talking about equality. Equality is a forced right. See, even the word right has a dualistic meaning. And it is not what we think it is. There is a natural right or a negative right and a positive right or a political right. We, as citizens who are subjects to the law only have political rights because we are contractually obligated and liable to the duties that are produced from the rights that are granted to us. I know this is hard to comprehend. The point is that we don't know the language. And again, if we don't know the meaning of the words we use, our words have absolutely no meaning and they cannot protect us. The uh, definition goes on to say that persons are all equal before the law. Uh, whatever ad, uh, adventitious advantages some may possess over others. All persons are protected by the law. Sounds good so far. But then it says, and obedience to the law is required from all. So, <laughs> folks, it doesn't matter how tyrannical the law is. To have equality, you must all obey man's law, government's law. Remember what government is? Remember the mind control shutdown that we should all be praising and worshiping so that we can get back to our natural lives as natural citizens of our natural states? Remember? You remember what the republic is? I know you do down in Texas, but the rest of the country, man, no idea what a republic is. They still actually think that the United States the corporation is a republic what a, have what a, what, a, what a funny thing to think as if a corporation can be a republic. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. so what what are we talking about? Persons are all equal before the law well let's let's take a, an example of that. Let's take the Thirteenth Amendment. All right. What did that do? Now we all are trained to think that that ended slavery somehow, which is just a, a bullocks. What a, what a lie that is. What it really did, sort of like what it did for quote-unquote women, was that it created more subjects to be taxed, put in pain, punished, and uh, extorted from. So congratulations on your elevated status. You've gone from a free person to a uh, slave or subject with freedom granted by government. You see, it's all about status. That's what the name is. All right, folks, we'll be back. Hear the music again. And uh, my special guest is going to tell you about a little uh, little project going on at the Alamo. We'll be right back. Media,
5: money, and We control every aspect of your life through ideological hegemony. But if you think you need guns to stop tyranny, then what you're waiting for? We've already stripped you of your liberty, privacy, civil rights, and dignity. You want some more? My neighbor, welcome again to this neighborhood. I'd like to show you something. You know what this is? Or maybe if I press this button. There are so many things, no many things to learn about in this world. And so many people who can help us learn. And so many people who can help us learn. Did you ever grow anything in the garden of your mind? ideas in the garden of your, your mind it's good to be curious about many things you can think about things and think believe all you have to do is think you can think about things and think believe all you have to do is think and they'll
1: grow all right folks welcome back You're on the corporation nation I'm your host Clint Richardson Again, special thanks to RBN for uh, having me here And I will be with you for Monday through Friday from now on Until y'all get tired of me Or until uh, Mr. Statmiller gets tired of me, one or the other Until enough complaints from the ADL come in I don't know, we'll see what happens, right? So, uh, you know, let me me read something to you And we'll, we'll get back to the other subject here Uh, It says uh, in the Second Amendment to the Constitution, it says a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to carry, to keep, and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, this is uh, an interesting statement, just just to say the least. Uh, The point I'm trying to bring to people is that this is a political right. Okay, we just talked about what that means. The Constitution, unfortunately, is nothing but a political document. Uh, We're going to have a lot of discussions about this. The point I want you to understand is not that the Constitution gives you the right to bear arms. Your arms give you the right to bear arms. You understand the right is a natural right. And that right is to protect yourself. That right existed long before any piece of paper was ever drawn out. Any piece of hemp, parchment, was ever uh, coined by uh, the founding fathers. Another subject we're going to talk a lot about. Their true intent, if you will. I'd like to introduce you to a gentleman who I think understands this concept and is having a, a little rally. They're uh, actually calling it the Lion in the Sand at the Alamo, uh, Mr. Matthew Short. Matthew, are you there? Good, good chance to
3: talk to you again.
1: You too, man. I, I You know, Matt, Matt actually uh, was very gracious and uh, actually showed me around uh, while I was down in Austin visiting uh, not too long ago, actually, and... Uh, well, I guess I should say thank you for that. Um, so tell us what's going on, man. You you got a bunch of armed people practicing yeah, their yeah, actual I, rights.
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna expound on what you just said too because I think it's really important that people understand that slaves uh, have their arms bound, and when you go to jail or you get put in prison, your arms are bound and handcuffed, and free men bear their arms. You can you can use your arms to work, you can use your arms to, to plant seeds, you can use your arms to love your wife or your kids. But you can also use your hands to protect yourself, whether it's a rock or a knife, a nail bat, or let's say a firearm. So um well put. So a few a few months back there was a, a master sergeant from Fort Hood whose name was C.J. Grisham, was arrested. And I'm sure many people have seen that video by now. It has like 8 million hits on, on uh, the Internet. And he decided that he was going to stand up, even in the face of being arrested and facing more charges with the military at Fort Hood and, and possibly even losing uh, his, his job with the military because of this arrest. When he was being a free man and bearing his arms while he was walking with his child uh, for a hike, so that he could get a, a badge for uh, his Eagle Scout. And there's a there's a ton of activists down here in Texas, and I'm I tried to introduce you to some of them when you were down here. But
1: um, well, you told me about Waco and and how different Waco is from a lot of the areas in Texas, and that was definitely interested in visiting, but I had to get back.
3: Right. Well, um, just north of Austin is, is Temple, Texas. A little more north of that is Waco. They all sit along the the New World Order I-35 corridor. And um, many people answered C.J. Grish's call, and they decided to put on an event a couple months back. I think it was around May where we were going to answer the Temple Police Department for the unlawful arrest of C.J. Grisham, and which was ruined his life, there's a lot of people around this whole country that they're just getting taxed to the point where they, they can't afford it anymore, and, and even with the Obamacare and stuff coming, people are just almost losing it. They're losing their lives and everything else. So we decided as a group that we would stand up uh, in the public, especially with, some of these mass shootings that are going on and the, the talk about confiscating our weapons and give them an argument from the other side but do it the right way. And essentially what we've watched happen in Texas is one of the country's largest militias rise up overnight from from a bunch of nobody. And I think that few of us are just now starting to say that it's it's probably a militia, but what happened is It's a well-regulated, armed group of people all over Texas, and that first march that we had, 500 armed men and women with AK-47s, AR-15s, loaded, went and marched and surrounded the Temple Police Department and told them to come out and take them from us.
1: That's very brave. Um... Uh, so, so what are you gonna? What's how did this how did this go into a a basically a national event? How did this turn into a march on the Alamo?
3: Well, it's turned into a, a popular uprising. There, there are tons of people. I'm talking moms, doctors, active duty, veterans have all been joining in on this open carry session. They've been doing it in their little towns. We've been doing it in Waco, Temple. And we've been testing out every town in Texas to see if they're going to follow the law. Because in Texas, you can open carry a long gun legally as long as you're not being calculated to alarm, as long as you're not pointing at people or threatening people. Ahead. You know, you should point your gun at the ground or at the sky so you're not being dangerous. And this is where I say they're re- well regulated because when you go out into one of these groups of guys, they're going to be the first one to tell you, Hey, man, put a strap on your gun. Make sure it's pointed at the ground. We don't want to watch you get arrested today. We don't want you, know, we don't want you having to go to jail for no reason. But phase two has gone into effect. And uh, a lot of this is very calculated and well planned out. And phase two is the open carry of black powder revolvers. Now, black powder is, under the law, says that it's an antique or, uh, or relic item. And so it is not defined as a firearm. And the goal of Open Carry Texas and the Open Carry crowds uh, across the nation is to loosen the gun laws by showing people that we can be respectful uh, and and even have our guns to see them. So everybody's been beginning to buy black powder revolvers, starting to carry those on their hips, because we don't have open carry of handguns in Texas. So a lot of the messages we're getting from people about you're scaring people with your rifles and stuff. Well, that's good. Let's tell the legislature we want to be able to have our sidearms because that is a
1: lot easier for us to carry than carrying a rifle around. <laughs> now, well, so, so let, me, let me get this straight. You can carry a, an AK-47, but you can't carry a, 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 a Glock 9mm, for instance? That, that's correct. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I find that a bit amusing.
3: Well, that's one of the goals of Open Carry Texas and what's going on down here is to get the Open Carry as sidearm. It's an important thing for people to be able to defend themselves. Free men are going to bear their arms regardless if if there's a law or not. But good, law-abiding people don't want to have to worry about going to jail because they want to protect themselves being free men.
1: So, so what's going on with... Oh, looks like we're going to go to a break. But uh, when we get back, uh, we'll certainly talk about by the Alamo. What what made you decide on the Alamo? We'll be back here in just a few seconds. My hey neighbor.
5: Welcome again to this neighborhood. I'd like to show you something. You know what this is? Or Maybe if I press this button. Imagine every person that you see is somewhat, is different, somewhat different from every other person. Some things, some can do some can do Some can do others Did you ever think of the many things You've
1: learned to do Many All right, things well, you, you back the in the you. your mind Hey listen, we're going to have some good guests this week uh, Tomorrow join me for uh, Mr. Jan Irvin of Gnosticmedia.com uh, One of my Someone I'm proud to call a friend uh, Someone <laughs> Out there, uh, you know, spreading the words uh, Also on uh, Wednesday, we'll have uh, Vicki Davis from Channeling Reality A lot of Agenda 21 and other types of topics uh, Highly recommend her website for folks at ChannelingReality.com And then on Thursday, I want you to especially join us for a conversation with uh, uh, Freeman Burt uh, from Colorado uh, he is someone that has grown alongside myself. We have learned and taught each other uh, for for many years now. Actually, it's it's amazing how much time passes. Uh, and we will talk about a subject that we probably won't reach today. But that is the, the again the duality of the word arm uh, as as used in the Constitution. What government has actually done is is, again, a bunch of attorneys got together and said, well, how can we regulate arms without actually regulating the arms? Well, the answer, of course, is to create an artificial construct called the firearm. Now, a firearm, very much like a person, can be regulated, but an arm cannot. So a lot of these people who are carrying around these uh, firearms, which are registered, um... just like their registered children well those arms those firearms can be taken away because they have this legal status attached to them You see the constitution is referring to a general sense of 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 protecting yourself so this is part of the problem of course is that we are constantly registering things with government we're saying here government take take this you be the owner and you go ahead and you allow me to use what you own, including my house, my children, my car, and everything else. That's one of the great problems we have with our uh, our, our arms in this country. is because we've registered them, of course, as a legal entity, an artificial person, an artificial construct. So, Matt, what exactly, uh, first of all, why don't you tell us where we can get the information in case anybody wants to join you there and uh, with their arms. Um, where can they hey, find buddy. this information?
3: Anybody that wants to come down to, uh, to mark with us at the Alamo this, this weekend on Saturday from 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock, um, even if you're from out of state, in Texas you can legally carry a long gun openly in the public, on public property, even if you're from out of state. So if you want to come join us, we're going to be at the Alamo from 10 to 2 on Saturday. Um, you can find the information on don'tcomply.com or on opencarrytexas.org.
1: Very nice. Now, let me ask you a question. Did you guys, (laughs) this is another thing that's always a pet peeve of mine. Did you actually call the Alamo, did you call government and actually get permission to to carry arms there? No,
3: basically many members of the open carry uh, groups, and there's many, many different groups, uh, at least one for each town now, have been very polite to the Leos and law enforcement officers, and have been very nice and called them before we go on open carry. Uh, we, we'll call it up and say, hey, we're going to be in this general area of town, just so you know. No, we're not asking for permission. We already know that it's legal for us to do so. And we had the we had the police in San Antonio basically tell us they'd arrest every single one of us if we went and did it. So. We decided.
1: So, so you testing, did it, we're... right?
3: Um, they, have, they have been testing them. Uh, San Antonio wants to wants rest everybody in this movement, and so what we decided to do was put together a big meetup at the Alamo of all places, right in the middle of San Antonio. Uh, this is going to be the. This is going to be a very historical event. Uh, the chief of San Antonio said that he'd arrest anybody that showed up at the Alamo, basically. And since we've had this opposition, all of the chapters are coming to the Alamo this weekend. This will be the first time in history that this many men and women stood with loaded firearms at the Alamo since the day that it fell.
1: That is, a, you know, it's brilliant. I'm I'm, uh, I'm proud of you, man, for, for getting this thing uh, going and all the people who've organized it. Um, uh, uh, again, that was 10 to 2, is that what you said, on uh, on uh, Saturday?
3: From 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. We have already got at least 1,000 confirmations. So we're looking at at least 1,000 men marching on the men and women. Folks, there are some amazing women that are involved with the open carry movement down here. They're patriots. They're supportive. They're bringing uh, a nicer smile to the side of these rough guys that are wanting to tote around their firearms, you know. Uh, or their long guns, which is what many of us call them as long guns.
1: Uh, How about children?
3: Um, I have taken my children to several of the events. I have an 8-year-old son that went with me to the temple event where 500 people showed up. And uh, they're asking one simple thing, that you put a red straw in your chamber so that it shows that you're not chambered. But it would very easily be ripped out, the chamber around if if needed be. But we, we're trying to do this peacefully and do this the right way. And, uh, we're now getting the support of our land commissioner, Patterson. Uh, he's going to be making a, a, a speech there. The, one of the ladies that has run for governor in the Libertarian Party, Kathy Glass, she's going to be there making a speech. Uh, Murdoch Pisgotti, the, one of the leaders of the open carry movement or don'tcomply.com, he'll be there. CJ Grisham will be there. Um,
1: so, so you're well you're well organized. You've got a, a PA system, and you're it's it's going to be a, a true uh, rally, basically.
3: Extremely well organized at this point in time. It's going to be a true rally, and we're going to march on the Alamo from all directions. People are going to park all over and come up. So they're not going to be able to shut off the streets. They're not going to be able to keep a thousand people with loaded with loaded long guns or black powdered revolvers from from marching on the Alamo. We're going to do it. And this is the line in the sand for the media who's talking about the regulation of guns in America, who are talking about how scary firearms are, where they assault people because they're weapons. But really, uh, more people in this country are killed with hammers than they are by guns. And the ability for us to protect ourselves, like we discussed earlier, is a a human right. I mean, if you're being attacked by a wild animal, you're going to pick up a rock and try and bash it in the head. But really, a better tool would be a long gun. Or a pistol on your side.
1: That's true. Hey, folks! If uh, anybody has some questions for Matt or wants some more details for that, well, Matt, are you, are you able to stay on with us uh, till another 20 minutes? Sure, I'd love to. All right, anybody that has some questions, go ahead and call in. Uh, we'll take the call. Um, so, I, I I just find this uh, I just find this fascinating that it's come to this because. You know, it's 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 like a, it's a it all in one. It's it's a peaceful challenge. It's a it's it's almost a. <laughs> it's you know, how do you describe something like this? Is it is it peaceful resistance? And I, I guess the question becomes, what if you have some zealous police chief that decides that the first person he sees with a gun, he's going to. Uh, arrest for some unknown reason uh what's gonna what's what's gonna happen this is this is where I get confused about the whole peaceful resistance things of course peaceful resistance doesn't actually exist in nature so it's a it's a little difficult to describe because it's a mental thing but what's gonna what is gonna happen i mean if if someone actually decides to uh to assault you isn't that what the gun is for
3: <laughs> well exactly and you're you're talking about Some extremely awake people who are going to be there. Most of these people, I have met up with them and hung out with them at campfires. And we've discussed some of these things away from electronics where they can't hear some of those conversations. And these guys are genuinely patriots. Half of them are active-duty military. Um, Fort Hood has even had to send out a letter trying to quell these guys' actions. But really, they're, they're standing up to... Law enforcement and their commanders and everybody And saying, listen, this is America And this is defined not only in our law But also in the Constitution So if they force us underneath this law, right? Like you were discussing earlier And they're the ones that are breaking it They're the lawless ones
1: Well, the law is certainly lawless uh, The only reason that government our mind control specialists The only reason that they adhere to any laws at all Is because we... We still have this ability to defend ourselves. And I-, I shudder to think what life will be if if, if that right, again, a political privilege, uh, gets removed from the books. And we're forced to say either, okay, I submit and I'm a slave, or here's my gun, take it from my, uh, what's his name said, my cold dead hands. I mean, that's, that's a very frightening thought, and we will be back... A minute.
5: We control every aspect of your life through ideological hegemony. But if you think you need guns to stop tyranny, then what you waiting for? We've already stripped you of your liberty, privacy, civil rights, and dignity. You want some more?
4: Did, 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 did you see the frightened ones? Did, 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 did you hear the falling bombs did, 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 did you ever wonder why we had to run for shelter? The promise of a brave who I unfell beneath the clear blue sky. Hit mummy, there's no clay. Chaos theory, hurricane control, advanced clouds, massive ionospheric heated, storm absorbing supergel, nanoscale weather missions. All of these technologies exist in some form today. Get mummy, there's no clay up in the sky. Goodbye, blue sky.
1: Folks, welcome back. Again, you're on the Corporation Nation. My special thanks again to RBN and John Statmiller for giving me the chance to be with you and to talk to you on this incredible soapbox. And thank you for joining us today. Um, just got word from a friend. Just want to read this to you. It says, A Call to Action. Historic Open Carry March at the Alamo, October 19th. Very interesting, it says Oath Keepers will be participating in and sponsoring Open Carry Texas March on the Alamo, October 19th, 2013. That is this Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Oath Keepers, Texas chapter, President Jay Stang will speak along with Stuart Rhodes, uh, Oath Keepers uh, founder and president, and Mike Vanderbo, if I'm saying that correctly, founder of the Three Percenter Movement and author of the Sipsi Street Irregul- Irregulars blog. Uh, Jerry Patterson, retired Marine Corps combat pilot and Texas Land Commissioner, will be the keynote speaker. Your websites for that are do not, excuse me, let me say that again, don'tcomply.com, opencarrytexas.org, and comeandticketamerica.com. I think that's uh, I think that's about what we're talking about right here, Matt.
3: Exactly.
1: You be all right. Let's take a caller here. Maybe uh, someone has some questions here. We got uh, Fred in California. Hey, Fred.
6: Hi. How are you? I want to congratulate uh, congratulate you for uh, being on RBN. Uh, what I've heard from you, I think you're going to be a very welcome addition to uh, this network.
1: Well, I appreciate um, it.
6: Yeah, my journey um, started back in uh, 2001 when I do watch the towers drop, but uh, from in bed. I've been in bed with uh, acute pain for, geez, since 87, but from 2000 on in bed, and uh, um, so I started reading uh, history because uh, you couldn't write anything better than what I just saw then back there in 2001. But uh, I got a question uh, for your guest. Um, I was in a discussion the other day, being in California, we've got our challenges, let me tell you, um, that uh, there are some compressed air guns out right now, or air rifles, that have the capacity to project uh, um, a bullet, even up to 50 caliber size, uh, to the same speed as what you would receive with a normal bullet in a cartridge. And I was wondering if your guest had heard anything about that or might add to it. I'm trying to find out, you know, uh, is this in fact true and if he could add to that.
1: Is that an actual exploding bullet or is it just pushing the bullet?
6: Uh, it's just pushing the bullet. But it it, it works, um, I think, on the same principle as an air gun. But these things have been modified in such a way that uh, um, you can actually uh, put around um, you know 30 six or 308 or whatever you've got it'll uh, attain the same speed okay and 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 uh, capacity um, and is a loophole here in California
0: um
6: I, I was just wondering if your guest had heard anything about that i'm just trying to find out how true
7: this is
3: i I haven't but i'm a, i'm an advocate of of learning nonstop all the time and i would say that uh, just get on the internet and check and see if you can find some stuff. I'm actually interested in it myself. Um, okay, I, I'm totally for it though because uh, I know some people who have been printing guns down here in Texas, and and uh, you know that's that's the thing is people are going to find a way regardless of if they can projectile something with air or they use a nail bat. Right. So and I, I think it's, I think it's great, man. Send me that information at. Uh, Show me bby at at gmail I'd love to read about it.
1: Say that. Say that again. Show me.
3: Show me bby at gmail dot com.
1: There you go. Uh, I mentioned that because you know what they're really starting to do is to outlaw ammunition. So if you, I don't think something that is not full of gunpowder would actually be in that category. So that would actually not be. Ammunition, technically. I mean, it could be anything. Like you said, a slug doesn't have to Yeah, that's right.
6: And if any of your guests out there that are listening in have any additional information on this, that'd be great. I'm just trying to get to the truth of the matter like everybody else here.
1: Great, Fred. Now the NSA knows about it. Good job, man. (laughs)
6: <laughs> but Thanks a lot for being on. I'm going to be listening to you. Um, what you said so far, and, and you're distinguishing between common law and legal law, commercial and administrative law, has been very interesting. And what I like about you is that you speak to your audience, and and it's one thing that, uh, like, for instance, Paul Drockman, is he has this great ability to create analogies and speak in simple terms to your audience because you can get really technical really quick, and that's what I like about you. Um, if you can keep it simple and create some analogies and make it understandable, I think you're really going to be a great addition to this network. So good luck on it. Well,
1: Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling. And I will do my best to fulfill those very heavy shoes. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm certainly... Better at writing than I am speaking uh, In my own opinion But I'll try to uh, I will try to keep it as simple as possible And and really it's um, You know the only thing complicated Ironically is the law Is the legal code The the natural law is not complicated at all It's it's very simple to understand It's separating the two That that, that can be so difficult And trying to explain these words Are just oh, oh man Um and it's really a it's really a mental state you know i compare it to you know if you if you just think about a slave for instance who's been a slave their whole life suddenly being set free and having to take responsible responsibility for their own actions having to actually think and take and, and be responsible and make sure that they're acting within the, the capacity that does no harm to others and including trying to get something to eat and trying to work and try i mean it's 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 really a nightmare but it's so worth it to understand your place in this in this universe i mean it's <laughs> waking up is the best thing that can happen but waking up isn't isn't listening to a shock jock waking up is actually realizing that you are human you are man that you are not this artificial construct this it is this thing in servitude so that is the goal of this show so again i appreciate it let's take uh Let's take Paul in Florida. Hello. Hello, Paul.
7: Hey, how are you? Good. I like the fact that your your guest there called them tools because I believe that they are tools. And, you know, they're tools that are used for, you know, a purpose. You know, if you pay attention to the words, you know, they're going to use them down there at the Alamo for a purpose. They're going to show resistance. You know, and and it's just a tool. If somebody was going to go down to the Alamo and cut a bunch of glass, they'd use a glass cutter. They wouldn't use, a, you know, an old percussion pistol, you know.
1: Well, and they're it's going a, it's down a, there to
7: show resistance.
1: It's a tool of many facets because what they'll be using them for is influence. is uh, Exactly, influence right. in the circuit. But at the same time, uh, that... That influential tool may, may very well necessarily become a tool of self-defense. It, it can be a many-faceted thing, and that's the beauty they're of it. Great, they're great tools. Yeah, they're great because you exactly.
7: can use them for, you know, to, you know, you can use them as, you know, if you're in Alaska and you're in the bush, you you got one with you. If You're lucky you got a 44 pistol and a 44 rifle, and you only got to carry one kind of bullet and you know, if the bear comes up, you're going to walk out of there. It's a tool.
3: And, and I keep hearing that a lot also. And one point I want to make on that is, is it's also a tool of freedom. I made a speech at the first at the first, uh, come oh, and take yeah. rally. And a what I said it's to everybody was this is a tool, and holding this tool makes us free men.
1: Absolutely. Hey, listen, guys, I'm so sorry, but we are out of time. Am- Matt, thank you for joining us. Paul, thank you for the call, and Fred from California as well. Uh, again, uh, websites, uh, do not comply.com, opencarrytexas.org, So well, Thank you, Matt, for joining us today. For having me. All right, take care, folks. I'll be back tomorrow with Jan Irvin from Nostic Media. Please join us. Take care.
7: with financial well you know Johnny always wore black and he, uh, he wore black because he identified with the, the poor and the, uh, and, the, and the and the downtrodden
2: you can run on Soon our lady gotta cut you down. Go tell that long-tongued liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news. Tell him that God's gonna cut them down Tell them that God's gonna cut them down You can run on for a long time Run on for a long time Run on for a long time Sooner or later God will cut you down Sooner or later God will cut you down Well you may throw your rock Hide your hand Go and tell that midnight rider, tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter, tell him that God's gonna cut you down. Tell him that God's gonna cut you down. Tell him that God's gonna cut you down.